everyone. Hello. And welcome to episode 66 of the D&D Music Factory podcast. I am David. And I'm Dan. And Dan, uh, tell everybody what we're doing in this special episode. So today we are going to start bringing you a new monthly segment. In this monthly segment, we are going to be counting down the 10 best songs from a specific artist, a classic artist, someone that we believe is influential to not only just our music taste, but all music. And we started this week with a band that we both were very heavily influenced by when we first heard them. Um, This was one of the most recent, I think the most recent concert we went to together, for sure. That's correct, yeah. The Um, first one we've been to, the most recent we've been to together, yeah. So this week, we are going to be counting down the 10 best songs by LCD Sound System. That's right. Um, This is where we're starting things off. We figured we'd get something... Some dancey, punchy, light. Yeah, fun. Um, fun. Fun is the is the perfect word for this band. Yeah. Um, talking heads of the aughts. They are. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, in both the, the comparison Ooh. people make between the two bands and I've never heard that, but I how like much it. of the emergence from the weird New York underground this mm-hmm. band became and the massive groundswell they built by their second record was yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah. The and definitely. You know, both in interviews talk about, you know, similar music tastes in their background, both kind of like sort of punk guys, but also like dance guy, like, but very artistic, both of them outside of music as well. Like, they're both like the whole package, I think. Um, Eccentric. Very much um, so. Eccentric, borderline celebrity frontmen Mm -hmm. who are sort of the brains behind the whole operation. Yeah. Um, with both. I also think it's the same thing, whereas David Byrne brought Afrobeat to, you know, what is essentially rock and roll and art landscapes at that time. Mm-hmm. I think James Murphy did the same thing for house music to punk kids. Like it was, yeah. it was like a, you know, disco was, that was dumb. That was lame. Mm-hmm. Like people didn't like that. And uh, he was like, nope, it's not lame. It's fantastic, yeah. and I'll prove it to you. And check out these people that were not very popular um, that influenced all my music. Like, you, it's There's a lot of interviews, especially in the um, the documentary about them, uh, about the, last, the first last show. Uh, what the hell was that thing called? Shut Up and Play the Shut Hits. Up, I, I, for some reason, I always want to call that uh, to somebody else's live performance. Another similarity, though, is having Talking Heads with... Um, with their incredible live video, that's yeah, well, stop uh, making stop sense. Making sense. Mm-hmm. Like those two are ma- are both top three probably concert videos I think that they I've are. ever seen. They're fantastic. Um, so yeah, definitely a lot of similarities. But not to get too off course here, but you can definitely in "Shut Up and Play the Hits." Um, he goes through a lot of his influences, and it's cool to hear him talk about how he got to the point where he was combining some of these diff- different. Uh, things that he was a huge fan of it's it's awesome if you're as into that band as we are go watch that because it better to hear from straight from the horse's mouth sometimes you know yeah um also uh i also read a book that was released um that i will now attempt to quick google the author's name of okay um yeah i mean it's he's a uh a fantastic person to just hear talk about music and talk about how he makes music too, just like David Byrne is. So yeah, it's just, so, just great. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So the book I was trying to think of, uh, it is by a music journalist named Lizzie Goodman. Um, that is basically a, a story to count or oral history of, um, New York city. That's called meet me in the bathroom rebirth of rock and roll in New York city from 2001 to 2011. Oh, cool. And it's basically the Brooklyn hipster music scene. Gotcha. And kind of what... It's Brooklyn vegan in a book. Yes, it's Brooklyn vegan in a book. It nice. is... It's pitchfork in long form. Um, <laughs> Just what everyone wants. But, yeah, right? <laughs> it's basically... But it, it talks about, you know, the birth of some of these bands like The Strokes and mm-hmm. LCD Sound System and some of these... Not only just iconic bands, but iconically New York bands. Yes. That's a really cool. It's, I think it's one of those books. It's on the level with like Everyone Loves Our Town about the grunge scene in Seattle. Oh, cool. Um, it's a really interesting read. I think everybody should. Okay. Especially if you love this music scene. Yeah. And it's, it's really, really cool. It talks about, you know, the yeah, yeah, yeahs and stuff nice. like that. It's excellent. That's very neat. Really cool. Um, there's a lot of stories in there about Chloe Savinia, which is really funny because oh. 
I feel like that's the that's the queen of that era. Yeah. Like she I, was she was like the the person. Yeah, she she was the it girl. Yeah, for sure. She was the uh I, I don't really know who I'd relate her to from the 60s because I wasn't there, but like uh yeah. What's like, her name? In my mind, Edie she was Sedgwick or whatever. It was yeah. Andy Warhol's yeah, girl. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it reminds reminds me of that of just yeah, a person that makes who sense. super plugged in and also very visible. Yeah, well, definitely got off topic there. Um, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, this is cool. We're we're really really excited uh, to try something new like this. Not that we felt like we needed to try something new, but we just. We want to... This isn't for you guys. This is for us. It really kind of is in a way because <laughs> it it's, you know, sometimes it's we struggle to come up with the ideas just because we think some things might be good and then we start working on them and we're like, wait, no, I've yeah, only found we, three. We've been, doing, um, we've been doing this over a year. Yeah, it's a year so and a half at this point. As um, much as people don't think, you start to run out of songs. Or just, you know, we aren't very good at keeping track of what we've chosen as we found out preparing for this uh it's tough to yeah it's tough to think of new ideas and things like that and we think this is this is cool because there are people that maybe want to hear more about a certain artist as we start talking about them or they like a certain artist and just want to hear more songs and more discussion about them and so you know hopefully this is something that people like and you know we thought this like you said this would be a perfect one to start with because it's light it's dancey it's fun it's got everything that uh that we like in 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 music and and it's more fun to talk about those in my opinion too yeah for sure all right yeah. so if you are not familiar with lcd sound system this will begin the this will begin the historical portion of our tour yes please keep all arms and legs inside the tram as we begin our <laughs> adventure um so if you don't know lcd sound system is a band founded in 2002 in new york city by singer james murphy um in the borough in the borough of brooklyn is what everything always makes sure to let you know. Yeah, it has to. Um, it's like, oh, like, yeah, we get it. They're not from Queens like the fucking Beastie Boys. I get it. Uh, anyway, so the name is actually originally, um, I guess, originally attributed to the LCD part of the band's name is from means liquid Christmas display, which is a play on liquid crystal display, which was an early iteration of the band for a live performance at a Brooklyn Christmas party where James Murphy and the band's bassist Pat Mahoney were covering songs by the band Liquid Liquid for a fancy like industry party. And so from that, they were like, hey, you know what? This would actually be really fun to do some of this sort of dancey, like early 80s sort of modern lovers kind of sound. Mm -hmm. And like, why don't we give this a try and we'll do it? And that's exactly what they did. Uh, they released their eponymous debut album in January of 2005 and to a ton of critical acclaim. Um, they immediately got Grammy nominations for best band or for best uh, dance song and best original dance composition. And the band is made up of members, James Murphy, obviously Nancy Wang, who is, and Pat Mahoney, who are probably the two most consistent collaborators on these albums. And Al, them. don't forget about Al. Yep. So Tyler Pope and Al Doyle. Al also, Doyle is a big part of, the band as well as Corey Ritchie who is a current member and their former members uh Matt Thornley Phil Mossman and uh Raina Rossum Russum sorry who uh is also no longer with the band who was in the band for the long haul and then kind of dropped um she began transitioning in her life and decided that that would be much harder in a public spotlight and touring with the band um so <laughs> LCD Sound System has then, following that, released the album Sound of Silver in 2007, and this is happening in 2010, after which, uh, pretty much right after, the band was like, yeah, I think this is it, we're done. Mm -hmm. And they announced that they were going to do three shows at Madison Square Garden. They sold out immediately. Yep. If you see the documentary that and film that's made of the concert, you can see many celebrities in the crowd. You see Donald um, Glover. Donald Glover's there. There's a bunch of people. It's really funny. Uh, David Cross is there. It's it's a awesome. lot of lot of famous people end up on stage at some point too. Yeah, so it's really good. Yeah. Uh, the people that join them in playing, some of them I was blown away by. Like, oh yeah, uh, they come out for like movement stuff. I was like holy shit. Yeah, Reggie Watts coming out and doing that one song was one of the highlights. Dude, for Reggie me. Watts is there. Mick Jones fucking play with it. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. And then anyway, so after that, seven years later. 
they decided, you know what? We actually are a band again. And they put out their record American Dream, um, which is, I mean, it's just phenomenal that they were it's back. Great. I was blown away. It's great. I it was is. so glad we got to go and see them. Yeah. And, and um, luckily for us, I regretted it for most of, not most of my life, five years, um, that I turned down tickets to that final show um because it was like we were like in our young 20s and they were expensive yeah it's like dude you want to go it's gonna be 350 dollars. you're like i can't do that yeah like like, so it's one of those kind of deals and i regretted it but they got back together put out that other album and we got to see them after that obviously i still wish i was there because it looked fucking awesome but still got to see them live so definitely still got to see them they're fantastic if you they tour again. I hope they do another record. I sure hope so. Yeah. Uh, so with that, I guess we will we'll bring up the fact that uh, we couldn't do some of our favorite yeah. songs from here because yep. we had already placed them on some lists. Yep, two of them. Two big ones. Um, so one for me for uh, songs that I like to to that are great for working out and getting yourself pumped up are all of my friends Yeah, off of their album Sound of Silver. Um, and I also... It probably would be my number one song. Yep. Uh, my number one LCD sound Mine, system song. I also used my number one LCD sound system song, which was Get Innocuous, which is the side one track one from that same record, yep. which was, as I said before, the song that got me into the band. So, uh, yeah. So, obviously, would have been cool to talk about, but we already did. So, you can listen to those episodes and hear our thoughts about them. Um, and, yeah, so... We won't spend a ton of time on B-Sides for this episode uh, because it's just the rest of their catalog. Yeah. Um, Here are the other but, nine songs we didn't pick. Yeah, but uh, Dan, is there anything that just missed out for you that maybe was like the sixth um, So I always think, so one of them I think is very much fun to see live is Your City's a Sucker. Yeah. But it's like, it's not the best song on record. No. Like just, I feel like it falls a little flat on on record, but... When you're seeing them live and they come out and they start doing it, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, here we go. Um, and it just seems so fun. Um, that is, I think that's all. Oh, also, uh, the only one, the other one that missed for me, I really like the first song off of American Dream, Oh Baby. Yeah, that's um, a great it's one. Just, it's kind of this like swaying, lazy sort of like ramp up to the rest mm-hmm. of the record. It's way less dancey than the rest of it, way less like disco-y, but it's just kind of this like slow meander that I really dig almost like a drunken, like sway Yeah, uh, that I always really dug, but it's not, it's not at the top of the mountain for me. So I had yeah, to keep it just, off. it's, it's on it. Just not at the top. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Yeah. So the one that just missed out is too much love um, from the first record because I didn't want to make it all songs from the first record. Um, and I wanted to diversify my per- portfolio a little bit. Um, diversify all bonds. But uh, yeah, we I think that song is, Yeah, we tank financial. I do think that that song is amazing and love it to death, but just, just missed the cut. So um, listen to all their songs is really what we're trying to tell you and what we want you to take away from all this. But for the sake of time, um, we'll, we're going to highlight five each for you today. Um, and Dan, why don't we have you kick us off? With your number five pick. All right. Number five comes to us for me from the band's second album, Sound of Silver. This song is called Someone Great. Um, It is believed that this song is about James Murphy losing his father um, and the the death of his father. Um, Whereas the song builds to a lot of talks about loss, about getting a phone call that startles you awake in the middle of the night um and you can't shake it and you like it's with you the whole time and then it it keeps hitting you with this phrase of it keeps coming and it keeps coming till the day it stops and i think that that phrase is about grief and just about how it kind of hits you in waves when you lose somebody that it's not all at once that you feel sad and sometimes you can like if you've ever been or lost somebody sometimes you almost feel disaffected for a long amount of time and you're like oh man this is really sad this is really tough and then one day like you know it just hits you like a truck um and then one day you it just it hurts less and i think that's a really a really fun not fun a really apt statement about loss 
yeah. of one day it's just it's not as intense as it was the day before yeah and that's okay and it, it helps you move on but it also is a great way to remember the person of like then you can move forward into the just when someone as great as gone like life can, will continue of course and like you can't everything doesn't stop because that happened and you just keep moving forward and it's a great lesson I think it's one of my favorite um, uses of theremin by by the band. Um, it's kind of all over the whole intro of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of xylophone on the song, which I also really like. Um, I like when the band throws weird little instruments at. Who doesn't me. love a good soft mallet every once in a yeah, while? Yeah, it's really it's really fun. Um, and it's got it almost. The guitar, I don't even know if it's guitar or if it's an old vintage synthesizer. Like, just feeding back as, like, part of the pulse of the song. But it's just, it's one of those songs that, like, when you see it, it takes 10 people to play it. Because there's yeah. 30 different synths and drum machines that make this song work. And they're all, like, the the... <laughs> The OG synths that like anybody yeah. would pay. It looks like the one the, thousands of dollars. Like you for look it. like an old telephone operator pulling yes, the wires the and plugging yeah, them in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And this song always, always stuck with me. Oh, it's beautiful. As I feel like they don't write a lot of. I feel like they don't write a lot of dark. No. And this song always to me was that. No, they don't get. They don't get slow and they don't get emotional. Despite, I mean, the lyrics can be even in the more upbeat songs, which has been one of kind of, yeah. in my opinion, like one of the things that's always drawn me and you and probably a lot of other people to the band. But no, you're right. They don't get like overly sappy. And it's and it's one of those uh, too. I also feel you may disagree. And I know I just talked about the wall of synths that are making this song, but it also feels like one of their songs that has a ton of space in yeah. it. Like it doesn't. There's not a lot of high end or mid range blast in you or anything. There's not a bunch of synth wall coming at you. It's all very like subdued and very like tasteful. And, of course. And yeah. low and like mellow. So there's no hard bass line. There's no. It's just kind of his voice fluttering over this like I was gonna say grassy knoll of beat, but it's <laughs> you know what I mean. It's just like a. Like, it's oh, we like, talk about JFK. Yeah, 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 the third shooter, Dave. Yeah. Um, you know, he was there. We all knew. Um, no one could hit a shot like that from that distance. No. Uh, but yeah, it's really just a. And then as the chorus comes at the end, like it layers the voice more and more, and more echo comes onto his vocal, and it's just such a. It becomes more and more haunting. Yeah. Um, but and I that's really when like he gets louder too and starts, you know, putting more emphasis behind his voice. And yeah, I think you're right. And I think one of the keys to this band and any good band that wants to have a lasting uh, presence is to be able to balance yourself and do the softer songs and more intimate yeah. songs with the, the loud and intense ones. And like, this is great because it does exactly, it fills that void, one. But it keeps true to their overall sound. It doesn't yeah. change things, really. Yeah, it's, it's it's LCD sound system doing a ballad. Yes. Which doesn't really happen very often. No. And, and Also, I feel like there's not a lot of... There's a lot of songs I connect with, but there aren't a lot by them that I feel emotionally connected to. Yeah. And this is one that I was like, oh, man, like this is a little... I feel like uh, cracking the robot armor a little, showing me a little heart. Yeah. You know, I mean, a little bit of... Instead of... Because James Murphy, like, his whole thing, you know, he's, like, the Bob Dylan of Brooklyn, where, like, he was always so fucking cool and Lou Reed-like, mm-hmm. where he didn't do a lot of interviews, and, like, he always had the suit on, and he just, like, didn't, like, talk a lot between songs, and he was just, like, so fucking cool. Like, you just knew this guy knew more than you about any music thing you would ever suggest. Yeah. Like, this was uh, a reveal of a little bit of self. Of like, I lost my father, and I'm going to convey those emotions to our music. Sure. And it was cool. Um, it's why it always stuck with me, and it's why I had to put it on the list. Yeah, and, um, you know, not to spoil anything for the rest of the list, but neither of us chose what would probably have been what most people would have considered to be their, like, sad ballady song in uh, New York, I Love You. Mm-hmm. Um I'm assuming it's for the same reason. Uh, Love Letter to New York City just doesn't resonate with us. Yeah, I don't live in New York. Yeah. I don't know. 
I also I feel like I haven't I haven't lived in a place that I've watched gentrify and change significantly in the last especially you know this is a dude that who's probably lived in the same area for 30 years it's possible so yeah, like but... it's a it's also i don't know like it... by the year 2000 that new york was already gone um but it's yeah it's definitely i don't identify that much with it neither it's do a I. cool song and a great song and really fun to hear in the set mm-hmm. but like not yeah. in our top fives yeah it's yeah. just not a top five song yeah. for me which is fair all right, so Dave, for you, what is your number five LCD sound system song? All right, up at number five for me is Tonight, uh, spelled with a lowercase t, as in low testosterone. Um, no, uh, actually, every song... Time to leave. Yeah, for time. <laughs> Great South Park joke there. Um, yeah, I'm not sure why they decided to uh, lowercase every song on this record and not any other ones, but they did. Um, so this comes off of the, uh, the most recent album, um, which was titled American Dream. came out in 2017. Just, it's fun. You mentioned before we started recording that this is the only song that they've ever won a Grammy only for. Only song they were ever given a Grammy award. Nominated yeah, Not for, nominated for, but only one they've ever actually won. Only one they actually won. They've been nominated for every record. Has gotten yeah. a Grammy nomination. Especially in the world of, you know, dance to be popular in the pop culture of quote course, unquote, yeah. is r- pretty hard to do most yeah. most artists that get filed under dance are generally electronic artists you've never really heard of right it's unless you like follow that scene chain like smokers scene. or something like that yeah. like somebody unless that's just making the club chain smokers music. or daft punk or someone yeah. like that mm-hmm. you know it's typically artists that if you're not involved in electronic music or dance music yeah, you're, you're not, not you're not sniffing it. that nomination. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely cool and probably well, don't want to give anything away, but maybe wouldn't have been the one I chose as my favorite off this record. Um also we we didn't mention we did have to draft this order because um otherwise we would have just chosen all the same songs yeah, probably or a lot been, of we would have had a lot yeah, of overlap. So the top 4 would have been exactly the same. So songs. we did so we did a snake draft. We eliminated the two songs that we chose and then we alternated picks essentially but snake style like like it's fantasy football so that we so it was fair um this is my my second favorite song off the record um it's very upbeat it's very dancey but it has a lot of his biting sarcastic lyrics in it that yeah. are you know he's is known a, for his playful falsetto yes you know? oh yeah um but i always find very funny yeah um, i also think this could have I almost put this on, but knew we had this episode coming. I almost put this on our list for great songs off of with a terrible album. Yeah, cover, yeah. Because holy fucking shit, is this album? It's cover dumb. Bad. Yeah, it's dumb. It's so bad. It's really like dumb. it's a cloud background yeah, we, with black yeah. font that just says LC. Everybody knows our feelings on clouds now. Yeah. At this point, we've made the cloud album yeah. cover very clear. Don't yeah. do it. Don't it's do al- it. It's almost I'm lo- exclusively I'm looking at clouds on style. Stop it. They made them pink, which is worse. Stop it. I don't know why, but it yeah. is. So, you had mentioned, um, you know, that the band is primarily James Murphy, which is the case on this song too. But Al Doyle is the other person who contributes to the recording of this song. It's just Al and James Murphy uh, for this entire recording. Al Doyle, who I believe I mentioned in the covers episode, is actually also a member, one of the founding members of Hot Chip. He plays guitar and, and keyboards in Hot Chip as well. And in a song, in a cover they do of Dancing in the Dark, they finish it with All My Friends, which we said we can't talk about because we already did, um, which I thought was neat. You don't often hear somebody get to cover their own song like that. Yeah, that's really fun. Unusual. Very Beatles esque of you putting uh, yeah at the end of uh, all you need is love when it hits the she loves you yeah, yeah. like yeah except it's the same A band so it's like it's really strange um, but uh, so James Murphy does most of the synthesizers on this uh, most of the percussion on this he uses an ARP Odyssey as the main synthesizer which is what I can only really describe the sound of the synth in this song as wet. It, it just sounds like it's like a... The night was wet. Yeah, it just sounds like the, like... <laughs> dun, 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 yeah. It's got this, like, wetness to it. Yeah, it's like a, a very uh, oversaturated... It's always, like, been very fascinating to me. It almost feels like 
a childish kind of way to do it, but yeah, it's like not, a childish you know, sound. It reminds me of when you would hold a rubber band and make bass lines. Yeah, kind of. Stretch them, but it like, was underwater. Yeah, but like, you had to be underwater sort of to do sound that. Tool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, this song is more upbeat than what you had just mentioned, but it does do a better job I think of than some other songs of being a little bit more subdued and building into it like but a consistent build not a drop kind of thing so it's it's fun to listen through all the way through as it kind of builds and builds and gets more intensity as it goes through starts adding in more like actual guitars and other you know, live instruments to go with all the synths that they are known for uh, using in all their songs, like you said, you know, when they get up on stage and do this live, there's just a yeah. wall of synths. Looks like the bridge of the fucking Enterprise, dude. It's ridiculous. Yeah, to me, it's exactly what I want. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth, like, I, I would love to know what all that here is worth, because yeah. it's probably, like, 100 grand. Yeah. Um, especially with, like, so. all the, like, or, like the, they're using, like, original synths in a lot of the stuff, which is cool, so. Um, and a Jupiter 4 was the other main one that he used in this, uh, which is very, very neat uh, if you're a giant synth nerd like I am. All right, Dan, why don't we take it over to your number four pick? Okay, number four to me, number four for me, comes to us from the band's 2010 album, This Is Happening, uh, the third studio album. Um, that This is... Uh, I always am hard-pressed between if I prefer this or Sound of Silver as an entire record and i think as a whole i like sound of silver better but this record is so fucking magical man um it it really is absolutely incredible like there are so many great songs on here and the fact that the album's derek dedicated to jerry fuchs who uh was perf- he used to play drums live with the band on occasion and he was a big part of like other dfa bands what? what's the name of the song Oh, shit. Jesus Christ. Um, This song (laughs) is called All I Want. Um, This is probably the most direct reference to um, David Bowie's Heroes that I've ever heard um, and is intentionally so. Uh, This album was considered to be a sort of, uh, what's the word, concept album by the band where every song is supposed to prominently feature a different instrument um and this song is intentionally featuring that long meandering guitar sound that runs through it that is supposed to be in reminisce in in uh reference to david bowie's heroes um even with the yeah you can really hear it yeah all of the synths are even kind of the dun, 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 dun. it's not even it almost just sounds like keyboard um but another song that i feel is very very much like a like a doors kind of like drunk stumble like the whole thing feels very almost accidental like very uh stream of consciousness with the with the deliverance of the vocals and everything and it's not very harsh and precise sounding i think it's really interesting for a band that is almost entirely electronically drummed um so it's a weird weird sound for them that I think is uh, hard to duplicate. And I guess if there was only two people that ever were able to make this sound, I'm glad that one of them's David Bowie and the other one's James Murphy. Um, It's done perfectly. This record is uh, the most interesting thing for me about this is, so there were a couple reviews that were really like, kind of didn't think it had Sound of Silver's sort of startling sense of mapping new territories and didn't think it was quite as good and was sort of a downspell from it. However, smart people disagree with that and think it is the best, including back when I used to like some of the things Pitchfork would say or get mad at all the things Pitchfork would say. But they said that this is the second best album of 2010. Uh, They said this was the second best record that came out that year. I think this might have been one of the most perfect records to cap that decade. Yeah, um, absolutely. Especially to end that decade as a band who came, was started and arguably at that time finished inside of that decade is crazy. 
and to go out, especially when this was announced that this was going to be it. You were like, this is crazy, man. All these people going out on top. It was like when Jay-Z said he was going to be done after the Black Album. Yeah. Like, you're like, holy shit. Like, and luckily, both of them were full of shit. Yeah, like, to go out on top like that is crazy. Yeah. Like, just insane to leave that much talent on the table. Seems nuts, but they were going to do it. And they did do it for seven years. And then they undid it. Yeah. But. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. But this is this is a great song. Um, I can't really say more about it without just repeating the things that I said that make it good. <laughs> so with that, Dave, what is your fourth favorite song from LCD Sound System? All right. Up at number four for me is Tribulations. Um, we go from the soft and subdued building songs to just right with the heavy synth, right off the bat, dance, right in your fucking face. Um, this one came on the uh, debut album, LCD Sound Systems, came out in 2005, as we said before. And this is not, as I said before, this is not the record that I got into them with. I wasn't cool enough. In that year, I was in high school, so um, yeah. we and we had to like, as we said before, like find music at best we could um, by borrowing it yeah, from no, each other on AIM. No one in um, Lansdale was pitching us this electronic dance band from Brooklyn that didn't tour. No, and and they're on their first record, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so, don't tour. Yeah, so this I heard this album after I heard Sound of Silver, and I. In my opinion, this is my favorite record of theirs. The I think this, yeah, I think this is this is the best, and it's obviously for for songs like this. So, um, I love how intense it is right off the bat, and live it is way heavier. Most of these songs where you hear the bass synth when it's live, it's a whole yeah, it's, different it's, animal. It's, it's deafening it's, volume. It's and it's just like. It's you your can, whole body feels it. It yeah, shakes you, can, you to your core. You can feel it. Yeah, deep, deep in, in your plums. Yeah. Um, so this this song was actually I didn't know this before. Or I didn't catch it before, but it was actually used in an episode of The Office. Um, there's an episode where um, everybody goes up to New York to see Ryan when he moves up to corporate. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. they're all, the rest of them are supposed to have to work on a Saturday. But they decide to just do everything on Friday night instead and stay late. But in staying late, they accidentally get locked inside the building because the last person with keys locks them in. And then they get stuck inside there for the whole rest of the night. Yeah. Um, I have to assume this is when they were seeing Ryan get all drugged out in New York that this song was playing because that would fit. Um, but yeah, it was also, um, this is also news to me. It was used as an additional song in Dance Dance Revolution Hottest Party 2. So the fact that a band like LCD Sound System is making it into a DDR game is pretty fucking awesome. Like, no, no small feat because not normally for your traditional, not that this is a traditional band, but it's far more traditional than most of the songs that ended up in there. Yeah. Um, not a pop artist, not a an artist that was you would have considered you know top 40 or somebody that you, you would have guessed would have ended up there but yeah mm -hmm. definitely fascinating um i think uh his his vocals on this whole record i feel like were like definitely different more soft i don't know if it was a confidence thing um but he's definitely doesn't do some of the more like interesting falsetto-y kind of things that i think he starts doing in later records yeah, yeah i think um the risks weren't being taken as much. no 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 and i think he even says in the in um in the documentary about the last show how he had confidence issues at some point with his vocals yeah um I remember him, him saying initially he didn't want to be the singer yeah he was like i was like oh i don't know if we need a singer right and i think yeah. you can really hear that on this whole record um but in like it just ended up being the coolest way possible, so it works. Just that's yeah. just what happens when you're super cool. It, things yeah, like that just work out for you. It ends up being you know electronic Lou Reed. Yeah, exactly. Basically, half, yeah, yeah. He's half sing talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it's so like you know, hey babe, take a walk. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. fucking cool. And the uh, the melody he does with his vocals, and then just like the get your payments from the nation is so cool. Yeah. Just the way he, he he juxtaposes those two vocal parts is very, very interesting to me. All right, cool. So that's my number four pick. Dan, what do you have up for us at number three? All right, number three to me, to continue our block of songs from the self-titled first album, this is, without a doubt, 
the most high intensity song this band has. Yeah. Uh, this yeah, song is. is called Movement, and it is this song fucking slaps. It immediately clap synths and hardline bass synth coming at you with the yeah. vocal, and you can feel it building as it immediate as it starts. Like you're like, oh man, it's like something's something's about to hit and you're not ready and then you hear the little bit of feedback starting and you're like oh oh it's about to hit and then it drops back out and into another verse you're like oh fuck man false chorus like that's pretty surprising Mm -hmm. and then when it does that though the synth bass comes the bass line synth comes back in harder and it's louder this time and you're like oh fuck man like here it comes yeah and the lyric it's like a fat guy in a t-shirt doing all the singing is amazing. Um, it's so fucking it's funny. It's very funny and <laughs> and self poking fun at himself. Yeah. Um, and it's it's outstanding. And this song is is a criticism of much in the way that song two by um, Blur. Blur is a criticism of grunge and the pop music rock that was coming out of the nineties. This is the same thing, but for what was going on in New York at the time. So the impetus for this song, as a quote from James Murphy, is it's mostly about the new rock, which is a movement without the bother of having any meaning. He said, you know, like journalistic movement that announces rock is back, the guitar is back. And he's like, but for what? It's like saying the high-waisted pan is back. It's a fucking vacuous, <laughs> tedious statement. I said, and the bands are all the same. They all sound like MC5. He said, I get excited about the White Stripes because they're cooler. Some people obviously trying to do something on their own. But most of these bands will never be good because they don't even ask themselves what they're bothering until it's too late or why they're bothering until it's too late. Um, the song also pays tribute to The Fall, which is fucking great. Um, and takes lyrics from the band song Telephone Thing. That it's, it's I think... This is this song to me is what James Murphy thought of all of those bands like The Vines and some of those, you know, oddly enough, even probably The Strokes. The Hives, um, as you said you the liked Hives, them last who I who I love, so he's he's not talking about them, dude. Okay. Because they were good. Okay. Those okay, were, damn. Those weren't the bands he was talking about. Okay. He was talking about someone else. But um yeah, I think that's what he was talking about. All these bands that kind of came out. Um, like the hives, the vines, all the the bands that mm-hmm. really just like, yeah. like why do all of you sound like television? What you know the why? fuck is happening? Well, because that was cool and that was a great band. It was That's cool why. and television's amazing, but it was like a, like you all just sound like that. Why don't you just sound like you? And yeah. I mean, but at the same time, you could make the hard criticism like you fucking sound like, like I don't, don't know. It's, don't it's, don't it's, put it in any of the listeners' heads. Don't right. don't distract all them. All right, so I love a, <laughs> I love a great roast. I also love a bit of a. I've been a bit of a sassy caddy front man, so sure. I like it a lot. Um, it was released as the first single for this album, and it had the B-side of Your City's a Sucker, and it's fucking great, man. It was it hit number 52 on the UK singles chart, which kind of like they were big there before here. So there, the first three singles from the band were really popular, but they didn't catch on here until the album came out, which is pretty interesting, but I mean... I don't know. Maybe the UK was bigger on dance music than the US was at that time yeah. in the 2000s. Uh, so, yeah, that's it uh, for that. So, Dave, what do you got up next for us for your number three pick for favorite song from LCD Sound System? Yep. Up at number three for me is Daft Punk is playing at my house. Um, what? <laughs> this song is perfect. What, what do you want to say? It's another kind of sassy, tongue-in-cheek kind of lyric song from them. Another one that's up the intensity. Another one from the self-titled album. The last three that we've mentioned have been from the self-titled album. All three of them were played live when we saw them. All three of them were heavy as shit when you actually get those synthesizers coming into it. I love the fact that they combine like real bass with synth bass at the same time. Every time they do that, it's something that just... It's it's just beautiful to me. Um, I also love synths with real drums. 
Yes. As always, fantastic. Yep. And it's not going to be the last time that comes up today. Um, so James Murphy is credited with everything in this song, um, as I believe he was for pretty much this whole first record. Um, used in a lot of video games, Dan. Yeah, yeah. A lot of video games. Uh, FIFA 06, SSX on Tour, Burnout Revenge, Forza Motorsport Tour, and two Dance Dance Revolution games. Again, they somehow got into Dance Dance Revolution. This one makes way more sense because it is a little bit poppier. Yeah. Um, it's just different. Yeah, it's just unusual to hear about them being on there. Also used in the films Project X and The Heat. Um if you saw this heat, heat like with no 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 not heat the heat the one that had Melissa like, McCarthy in it I was like did this come out before that or after that movie yeah no 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 that would have been sick Val no, the Kilmer one, that, with I, his ponytail and his glasses dude that movie's amazing by the way that, yeah. that scene when they're going through the street with just like the assault rifles for like I don't know 45 minutes yeah man that movie's so they said they teach good. that to marines about I've heard how to, that how yeah. to cover retreat yeah like they're like this is textbook yeah it's in, like watch it's, them fend off an entire police department I feel so guys. bad for the Allstate guy though he does not fare very well yeah, he, did, he didn't do too hot yeah he didn't I mean he was he was brought in really late in the game in that scene but whatever yeah, um, yeah I mean this is just this is the epitome of fun LCD sound system it's not taking itself too seriously it's dancey it's goofy at parts it's got just it's just a great song to throw on at a party um it really it doesn't take a while to get to its point it's just no. it's there from the start and it does everything you want if you have a party playlist like we obviously do because we make playlists for this that's what we do um you gotta throw this one on there it's it's just perfect very clear message too it's like yeah they're playing at my house you have to set them up kid yeah. Set them up. What the fuck you think you're gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> like, you think they're gonna do it on, themselves? They're fucking Daft Punk. You gotta move all the shit in the garage. Yeah. To set up for Daft Punk. <laughs> Very clear instructions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. So this one's great. Um, I don't remember if this is the last one from those self-titled or not. But uh, but yeah. So that's everything, Dan. Why don't you take us over to your number two pick? Okay. Number two for me comes to us from the most recent album again. We're back on the American Dream. And I think we can both agree this is the best song. Yeah, this is the one I would have I would have chosen. This is the one. This is Call the Police. It's so fucking good. This is this is the near or I guess plus seven minute plus epic that this band is capable of. Um at this point. This is this song is the reason to buy this record. It was the the song that got released and you immediately were like Oh fuck! LCD sound systems back. Yeah, like this is incredible. It was the first single, right? It's the first we heard yeah. of the album too. Absolutely. Yeah. They were playing this at some of the shows before the record came out. Yeah. To like tease it to people, it is absolutely. I mean, it is. It this is arguably. I mean, it's it's my number two favorite. It's my. Oh jeez. It is my number. Yeah, yeah, right. Shit, I lost control. I lost track of the count this is my number two favorite song by lcd sound system like this is or i guess it's number three because i couldn't pick my number one anyway let's not get into semantics this no. is one of their best songs easily easily one of their best songs even people i know that are haters of this record which some people are and i get it i get the criticisms for it but they will still acknowledge like oh no call the police slaps like, yeah that's does. still a great song um, when it hits the phrase, my father is a drunk but gentle man. Oh my god, that's was, the best part of the song. Is it? Oh, that's the best part of the song. Best yeah. lyric on the whole record, too. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's it's perfect. Also, when I first so, I was hanging out with my uh, little brother when this came out, and I remember he used to love this show that was on like Nick Jr. or whatever called the Loud House. Okay. About a little kid. I think his name's Timmy. It doesn't matter. It might not be Timmy. Because that might be the other kid. Anyway, he has like 10 sisters that are older than him. And it's called The Loud House. Well, the theme song is the exact chord progression that the guitar plays in this. Of the So whenever nice. I hear this song, in my head I go, It's The Loud House, it's The Loud House. <laughs> Every time I hear it. And I still love it. Um, Murphy at his best with doing some of the little falsetto flourishes. It has that classic like muffled vocal to it that he's great at it's 
the bass is chunky and thick and like real bass line for it. The drums are yeah. super splashy and excellent. Dude, the heavy, it's like, just, the multi-track vocals. The heavy live bass in this is yeah. so fucking good. Especially that dun 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 It's so it's chunky, great. man. It is. Ugh. It's so chunky. Ugh. There's so much DI box dirt on this thing. It's, it's ridiculous. beautiful. Like we talked about before about bass tones that we love. Man, this is, mm. ooh, especially in a song like this, these, I fucking love These synths it. on here are soaring. The multi-track on his vocal to back yeah. himself up. It's... Enough things can't be said about this. Yeah, it's very unusual for the saturation of the cymbals in this too and the chonky bass. Yeah. That's a, it's a different sound for them. Like, and it, this but it might, fucking works perfectly. Like, this might be their most lush-sounding song. Yeah. I think. Of, like, it's just so full. There's no air in this. It's just... It's, like, all killer... There's no, there's nowhere to breathe. It's just like, let the fucking wave take you, man. Mm -hmm. Like, just like, oh, what am I gonna do? Pick your feet up. Just, yeah, just, <laughs> just let it take you. Just ride it, baby. Yeah, um, and I love it, man. Uh, it's fucking great, man. Um, this was really, really when this single came out, this was pretty fucking lauded by just about yeah. everyone I could find. Every person I could find. <laughs> that talked about its release and its review were all fucking positive. They were all insanely like, yeah, this is phenomenal. This also, this album was the first album they had that hit number one. Oh, wow. On its release. This is the, this is the first nice. one. And the first to win a Grammy, so that's pretty cool. First to win a Grammy, and it made number peaked at number five on the U.S. Hot Singles sales Very for cool. Billboard. Um, this is it, man. Nice. This this is them. This was yeah. LCD sounds. This is their. This is them they're firing at all cylinders, doing what they do best. Their comeback, man. Yeah, there's meandering guitars, there's drums, synths, walls of noise, weird production, perfect. Dave, what do you got for us for number two for LCD sound systems? All right, up at number two for me is losing my edge. I was wrong. We did come back to the original record. I forgot I had this, uh, or I forgot. I just forgot that happens. This song is the most old man anthem I can think of. Like, if you're a grumpy guy out there just thinking about how the world's changing around you and you don't like it, put this fucking track on and just get get cranky, bud. Um, this is crank it up, crank it up, big time. So this, I'll drink to that. Yeah, this song is just it's all about the lyrics in this one, really. Um, I can't say that actually. That's a lie. It's about everything because the the electronic drums, then to real drums, then to other instruments. It just builds perfectly. It doesn't really have any like chorus. It's just him talking about how there's other people out there and they're better looking and cooler. And in the end. He actually isn't that angry anymore because they're not bad people. They're just other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little, the they're actually really, really nice. Yeah. Like, they're not, it's not their fault. Like, they didn't yeah. do anything. The world just turns and you get older and you're not the 20 year old guy anymore. You're this guy now. And now there is a 20 year old guy. Yeah. And you just got to deal with that. And like, that's just, the, that's a fact of life. And like, a 20-year-old will never think a 30-year-old is cool. No, never. They just won't. No. So even even he's like, I've done all this stuff. All this stuff that should you should think is cool. Yeah. But you don't at all. Because but, I'm not also 20. Yeah. And it's... But he's, it's the, the funny association of like, I'm losing to the internet. Yeah. Like everything that I had to go and experience to know about. Yeah. They can pull up in a second. Yep. And know exactly everything I know. Yeah, and that's that's the fun part of the song, really. Like, when you start listening to the lyrics carefully, you can hear just all these really just ridiculous things he says he was there for. And that is... It's so funny. Like, all the things he says. He's like, I was there when Captain Beefheart was developing these sounds, and I said, don't do it that way. You'll never make it that way. Yeah, you'll never like, make a dime. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so good. It's a great lyric. Like, it's all so, it's so sarcastic and goofy over this just incredible dance beat with all these silly sounds happening behind it, too. The, oh, my gosh. It, he, it's basically just like, a, uh, like an homage to every band he liked, I feel like. He talks about suicide, 
uh, can. Just like obscure bands yeah. that like you might, you know, one, no, not, and that's not even true. One out of every like 100,000 dads record collection may have had one of those two bands. Yeah. There's nobody on earth that had both. They're damn sure ain't two. Yeah, there's no chance <laughs> yeah. in hell. Yeah. Um, great bands if you ever get a chance to listen to both of them. But um, yeah, just, just so, it's just such a perfect as as two guys in their mid thirties, this is like the perfect song for us. Yeah, like, like when you were young and you heard this, you were like, "Ah, oh, what a cranky asshole!" Yeah, like this is ridiculous. And then you turn thirty and you're like, "I feel this every day." You're like, "Oh no, 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 no! Fuck those kids! Fuck all those kids!" Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, they're not they're not so bad. No. Um, so this is some accolades. So, um. In Pitchfork's top 500 songs of the 2000s, this is number 13. Pretty high. Uh, Rolling Stone has it at number 77 on its 100 greatest songs of the century so far, which um, will, uh, of course, expand. Um, but still pretty pretty high praise for a song that's basically just a bunch of jokes um, <laughs> over a dance beat. Um, it's, it's incredible. So... Personnel for this one uh, also includes Nancy Wang, who we mentioned before, and I mentioned multiple times as somebody who I was lucky enough to see DJ um, separately from the band. Fantastic musician, musician, excuse me, in her own right, um, and uh, cool to see her get credits early on in their first record when he was probably doing most of this in his Brooklyn basement, as he describes. Yeah, and good, good of him to be an actual great bandmate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this one is fun. I, I don't want to, you know, talk through the whole thing because you need to listen to this if you've never listened to this one before and just pay close attention to the lyrics and then do yourself a favor and look up every band that he talks about in this because they're all fucking good. Oh, the other part that I do love with the lyrics is like, I heard you and your band sold your guitars and bought turntables. I heard your band sold their turntables and bought guitars. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny how he like... He talks about these people that are trying to like always keep up with the trends, and there's always one step behind. It feels like um, just, just, just a beautiful, silly song that I, I fucking yeah. love so much. I just love the the symbols flare that hits when the "I was there" comes. Yeah, like the closest thing to a chorus, just the "I was there." Psh, 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 psh. Yeah, it's so this good. This is a really fun. Yeah. yeah, this is a good one. All right, Dan, it's time for your number one. LCD sound system song. All right. Number one for me comes to us from the side one track one of their 2010 album. This is happening. This song, the best quote that I ever read about it was when I first heard this song, I turned it way up because I didn't know it was coming at the two minute mark. And then the, every other time after I turned this song way up, because I knew exactly what was coming at the two-minute mark. Yeah, this song, that's a great praise. Yeah, this song is called Dance Yourself Clean. And it's it's the... I don't know, man. Like, this is... As much as I always want to say that I believe that... Uh, that all, my, all your friends is the LCD sound system song. This, this is arguably one of them, man. This yeah. is... This is insane. Like, this is the song that people that don't know LCD Sound System know this song. Yeah. They've heard this song. Because, like, oh, I've heard, like, the drop in. It's, like, super sick. And you're, like, if you <laughs> super sick is, like, like that's what, like, no, man. Like, it it's so far beyond that. Like, this is absolutely insane. It's it's my favorite. It's It's, like, this is... I don't really fuck with electronic music, so I don't get a lot of drops in my daily listening. No. So like when I heard well, this, let me I was like, some. Yeah. "Yeah." When I heard this, I was like, "I recommend Whoa. one drop a day, Dan." Yeah. To keep the doctor like, away. <laughs> <laughs> one drop a day. Yeah. But this is this is it, man. I love. I love him doing his own background vocals. Mm -hmm. I love the the little tiny little like one-handed synth that comes in mm -hmm. and plays the goofy little noodly part. Yep. Um, and then when the song finally gets to, and I think it's like, it's like pretty far in. Like it is right around the three minute mark that it finally drops mm -hmm. with a cacophonous 
Like, oh. Is that past tense? Cacophonous? Cacophonous. <laughs> with a, uh, with a, a massive crescendoing and then immediately just four snare hits. Pat, 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 pat. Yeah. And then it just dumps into you with this big, thick, like square wave synth sound. Yeah. That just hits so well. The bass line is so fantastic. And if you haven't seen the documentary about the last show, this is the greatest part of that documentary. It is. It shows them, they open the set with this song, and it shows them uh, getting ready to go before they go on stage and him just doing goofy vocal stuff and like drinking champagne, I think, out of the Red Solo Cups. Um, And then, yeah, it's quiet. And then when it builds, it's great on the record. Live. Dear fucking God, is this heavy. Yeah. It's completely it's, different. You have to watch a live video of this song being performed to and, truly understand how heavy it gets. And it's one of those things where no one's standing still. No. Like, when it hits, no one's standing still. Everyone's immediately up. And, like, you feel the you feel the electricity pulse through the crowd before it even starts. Oh, yeah, because everyone knows like, what's like, coming. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> They're yeah. going to do it. It's the one. It's, the, it's like... It's like standing in line to get on the giant roller coaster. You're like, oh, yeah. fuck. As it slowly builds up. Yeah. and then it just You're climbing poof. the hill and you're like, everybody, everybody. Yeah, you're all, you're all like <laughs> yeah. looking at each other at that little little wink in your eyes. But the, the lyrics for this are, they seem to be, I think, on the surface seem to be about the music industry and about it is. disillusionment with it. He said it was. I don't know, man. I, I'm reading deeper. I'm reading deeper. Into okay, it. fine. That I do think it is about disillusionment, but I don't think it's entirely about that. I think it's it's just with relationships and everything. That's and true. Yeah, you could you could definitely see it um, work that way. Um, and the only thing that makes me really think that it might be about the music industry, oddly enough, is the lyric of "You got to dance yourself clean and blow the Marxism to pieces." Their little arguments to the pieces. Um, that I think is about the idea of like no single person can succeed or become famous and he's like or like become larger than their self and he's like I mean I fucking did that so like but other than that I mean there's a lot of lyrics here that are very clearly on surface about the music industry yeah the present company expected lyrics yeah it's it's, it's directed at somebody the lines about fandom and stuff like that of like Walking up to me expecting, walking up to me expecting words. It happens all the time. Of like, mm-hmm. James, like, uh, what like insightful thing can you impart on me? And he's like, I, I'm just a guy at the airport, man. Like, yeah, I get both sides of that. Like, I'm just trying to live. I've, I've, I've <laughs> yeah, I, I see both sides of that. Yeah, like enjoying get, it and not enjoying it. I get it. Like, you know, if I see somebody, if I saw a celebrity with their kids or eating a meal or something like that, I'm like. All right, I clearly don't want to bother this guy. Yeah. But like, if I'm at the airport and like Robert De Niro's fucking standing there getting a Wetzel's pretzel, you I'm asking. Fucking believe I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm asking him for up. a picture. There's no way I'm not gonna say what's yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might not even, you know, I might even go low key and not do the picture, but just be like, let me get like a quick little fist bump, let me get a handshake and just say. See, hey. I'm normally not one of those dudes that's like impressed with other people, um, just in general. But a picture, I don't think is outrageous. No. If it's one on one, if you're in a big group and like other people ask, you stay the fuck back. You let somebody else do that, in yeah. my opinion. I remember uh, you gotta be you gotta be cool all the time, man. This is how this is how you live life. I remember uh, what's his name <laughs> talked about how uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Ike Reese was talking about how like they were like, oh, what what can you do to make sure you get a picture with a player? And he's like, look, man, the only people that are guaranteed to get a picture with a player are hot women and kids. Yeah, and he's like, if you're not one of those two things. You can ask and try and be nice, but the answer might just be no. Yeah, that's so, fair. It's like, you know, the other two, they're always going to get the picture. Yeah. He's oh, like, for sure. It's also where. A little kid. He's like, where? No, a little kid comes up and like goes, oh, my God, you're so-and-so. Can I get a picture? Obviously, 100%. yes. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the best thing ever to me was Fred Willard, RIP. Yeah. And now he would always ask celebrities to take a picture. And they'd like, oh, yeah, sure. And then he'd hand them the camera. Yeah. <laughs> And have them take a picture of him. Hilarious. So he's like pulling out photos. He's like, here's in 62 when I met Sinatra. It's a picture of Fred. That's so like, funny. It's, yeah. it's like brilliant. Very, very funny. Yeah. Like for an for a guy who's been funny forever to keep that joke going. Yeah. Is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is that is my number one. As the song goes on, it's almost like a synth. 
like it's random. It sounds like it's they, it's almost like big band. I feel like they turned on the arpeggiator and let it run <laughs> once and then started it over each time. It would go like they would give it four seconds, cut it, four seconds, and then whatever happened happened. It yeah. it reminds if you made the band from the Little Mermaid into robots. And they played. That's what it was. Out the bat, 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 yeah. bat, bat. It's great. Yeah. There's nothing bad about this. Fucking dance nope. yourself clean, man. Like the yeah. name of it's great. First, That's... like you're a you're a dance Yo, electronic should... artist, and you name your song "Dance Yourself Clean." We Fuck, should dude, make fucking like live, laugh, love wood art for people's homes that just say "Dance Yourself Clean." Spelled the same way, like without the vowels. We'll like, probably Y-R-S-E-L. have to add the vowels so we don't get into. To be different enough legally. DFA's handing out cease and desists. Let's not find out. Yeah, let's not find out. That's true. All right, so Dave, with that, what is your number one favorite LCD sound system song? All right, up at number one for me is North American Scum. Uh, Get Innocuous, like I said before, would have been number one for me. Um, This is such a great song. I know it is. That's the song. Get Innocuous is the one that got me into this band. This is the first album that I heard from them. It blew me away when I first heard it. This was this this was first listen. I liked this way more than all my friends. Not to say that that's still the case. They're both fantastic songs. Every song on this record is, to be frank. Um, but can I still be Garth? Oh, nice drink. <laughs> nice um, this song is just—it's another one of those like they get to incorporate the full band and use live instruments for much of it, which I think is part of what makes this band so appealing um i know you don't like electronic music as much as i do normally that's and, true and i do love it but the, when somebody like lcd sound system gets to have these live drums and the guitar is slight and kind of in the background as it may seem to some people it's it's it makes the song to me the little things that they do yeah um and the lyrics again are goofy. Um, I loved in the shut up and play the hits when he, they have Arcade Fire come out and do this song with them because yeah. they're all because they're Canadian. Mm-hmm. So when when he does the lyric at the end, don't blame the Canadians. Um, yeah. It's just it's such a goofy another goofy song lyrically. Yeah. I think just, it's just a song about their their experience of when they first went to Europe. Yeah. And everybody thought they were or when English. any any and when anybody goes to Europe and you're just, you know, you see other Americans and you see how they behave in some of yeah. these places, you can like I've had personal experiences where I was seeing other people traveling and just being super rude to people and yeah. littering like and doing stuff. You can't go like, somewhere else and expect and demand things to be your way, right? Or to like go to some beautiful place and like leave trash on the floor at this like you know monument or this beautiful uh, you know waterfall that you've gone to in this you know country that very few people get to travel to yeah. and then you're fucking littering like that's the kind of stuff that makes it like it stands out when you see it outside of here when it's here you're just like ah that's us that's what we do but when you're somewhere else like they were you, it sticks out way more because you don't see those people doing that they respect their, their things yes and you're the away team like they're, exactly, they're making yeah. you look bad yeah, exactly. Because they turn to you and they're like, yo, get your man. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, I don't fucking know that guy. And if for, like, everybody who, American. for everybody who thinks we don't stand out, we fucking stand out, good or bad. Some of some people will look at you when you're traveling and be like, oh my God, that's an American. And other people will be like, Jesus fucking Christ, more of them. It just depends. Yeah. Um, so just, just, just be respectful. And I think that it's very tongue-in-cheek, obviously, like oh, their whole catalog is. Um it's just, it's just, it's perfect, man. The way, the way he turns that into a song that's self-deprecating at the same time is just... Yeah. And then to get the line in about the Canadians, too, our, our friends to the Great White North. Um, just beautiful. And it's just another fun, dancey, upbeat track. Not overly ridden with synths like a lot of their other ones are, and a lot of most of my favorites are. Um, like I said before, when they can do it with the more traditional band sound, then it works, man. It fucking works. And I feel like it's played on like a short scale bass yeah. with really thin strings. Yeah. Because it's like in tune, but it sounds really like floppy. It does. Like it's a weird, like it sounds like it's the strings rat- are too loose. Yeah, what's going on in there? It's too much space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a weird, yeah. it's a weird sound. Obviously, it's used in one of the funniest movies of all time, Step Brothers, um, which is perfect. And I think probably 
you know, I would guess that a lot of people won't admit this, but that's probably a lot of people's introduction to this band. Okay, yeah. Because that was around the same time when this record came out. Yeah. Maybe a couple years after. I don't remember exactly when Step Brothers came out, but it wasn't long after this record. So I think a lot of people didn't really know who they were until they heard that on a movie with Will Ferrell. And listen, yeah. nothing wrong with that. The movie's fucking amazing. No, I love that movie, Also, really You're funny. Look at that white bald shit. I'm going to put my fist in your face. <laughs> There's what, so many ridiculous line. lines. Um, also, if anybody else is like obsessed with true crime, like everybody is, um, the new Jeffrey Dahmer movie, his dad, or the docuseries that's on um, Netflix, the dad from Step Brothers is Jeffrey Dahmer's dad. Yeah, yeah. I remember I saw something it's so hard to take him like seriously. A few different things he was in, and they were like, people need to stop letting this guy raise kids. <laughs> and it was like all the movies where his kids were super fucked up. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, stop letting this man raise children. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, this is fun, man. I am impressed with how much we were able to kind of stick with this and carry the conversation through because, you know, it's tough. Some some of these songs don't have, um, you know, a lot of information available about them that, like, you could just look up quickly. So I hope yeah, like that... They're, they're not the Rolling Stones. You know? Right. There's not multiple Documentaries and, about yeah. it, yeah. So I hope that that comes through when you're listening to this, uh, how much we do genuinely love these songs in this band, that, you know, we're able to discuss so much of this, like, you know, just from our, our feelings and our thoughts that we've had about these songs for, for a very long time because we've been listening to them for what feels like forever and obviously love them enough to make them our first artist that we, that we spotlight. So, um, any final thoughts, Dan, this is a good one. Yeah, this was, this was fun. It was good. Um, I think this will definitely be a recurring monthly segment Yeah, that we'd like to start doing. Um, definitely. and especially, I think it'll be, yeah, it'll, it'll be, this will probably be one of the newer bands that we do with this. I think, I'd like to use it almost as a way to spotlight sometimes some artists that we just we just kind of end up glossing over because you're like because everybody oh, knows everybody them. knows the Beatles or everybody yeah, knows and, and hopefully you know people are curious about our favorite songs from those artists and you know not everybody knows every song from the Beatles or LCD Sound System and you're probably going to hear some that aren't you know on the greatest hits for some of these bands like yeah. we did today so. I think you're right. I think that's a good way for us to differentiate the iconic artists and bring you some maybe new songs that are, you know, meaning either meaningful to us or just our favorites. Um, and, and, you know, tell you why. Um, because, you know, like we've said multiple times in the past, um, music is about sharing. And if a song matters to you in a way that's outside of just you know how it sounds then you know that's stuff that we want to share because that's that's what we get that's the joy we get out of this is discussing all of that so well said yeah cool all right everyone uh don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps so you're kept up to date when new episodes are released i do have a baby that's going to be due in the next few months so you know you don't know what's gonna happen um <laughs> baby time but so there uh, will now be there will be three people on the podcast after. Yes, yeah, yeah, you will undoubtedly be hearing her. Um, Dan, tell everyone where they can find us. All right, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under at D and D Music Factory. That's the letter D, the letter N, and the letter D again, followed by Music Factory. Uh, you can find me personally at at Lukewarm Steve Austin on Instagram and. D-